0: Listening to ESPN 100.3 FM, KLRZ, La Rose, New Orleans, and the River Region. Ladies and gentlemen. It's time for the Sports Hangover with Gus Catengale. Local sports, national sports. The G Cat is on it.
1: Oh, you made a wise choice, my friend. <laughs>
0: Now, settle up for a tall glass of sports talk. Here's the sports hangover with Gus Cattenal.
2: <laughs> this becomes to the New Orleans Pelicans. They pick up that win. How do you feel if you're a Saints fan? We're getting into all in that and more as uh yeah, it's the Eve Before Christmas Eve show on Sportang over 800 1003 You know, in all the years that we've done the show, I gotta get, I gotta, gotta ask Cardosi or Pepito here, how do we not have a holiday version of Friday? Huh? That's shame on me. It's- It is Friday, December 23rd. Pelicans, that losing streak is over. So we'll talk about that coming up with Ty Graffinini. He's an OKC. I think when he landed, he said it was something like nine, minus 17, minus 19. He attempted the brisk walk this morning. Sent me a video of it. We'll talk to him about the Bells getting that win. Billy Hernan Gomez, a nice night. CJ McCollum with 40 points. He dropped that last night. And then, of course, tomorrow at noon, you got the Cleveland Browns and the New Orleans Saints. Who you like in that game and why? You know our question of the day, as we like to do it before the weekends. What you got? Give me a prediction. Give me a score. What kind of game you think you're going to get? Aaron Summers is in Cleveland. She left for the team yesterday. And, uh, I'll, I'll do some expert interviewing there. Hey, how's the cold? How, how cold is it? Yes. I won't ask as many cold questions though as the local media's Andy Dalton. I promise. Maybe two. That's about it. Uh, we'll hear from head coach Dennis Allen. He spoke yesterday before the team left for Cleveland. The latest on him and he was asked obviously about, you know, Marshawn Lattimore and, How close is he? What difference would he have made and stuff? Look, it's a a bigger picture that we're going to talk about later on as the season concludes and continues. How much of these injuries do you look at as to the reason why the team is the way it is? And how big a factor is that determining what you do moving forward with this team, its roster, its staff, all of that, right? Because this week alone, Cesar Ruiz, IR, Jarvis Landry, IR. I mean, those are two starters. You already have Thomas on IR. Lattimore's missed a ton. It's just, you know, yeah. okay. it is what it is. By the way, as we know, four players are going to be uh ruled out already for this game. Landry, Lave, Pete Werner continues to have issues with his hamstring. And, um... Dwayne Washington, the running back. So, at four players that are going to be out. Got a handful of others that are questionable, but tomorrow will be interesting, right, to say the least, at noon. We'll love to hear from you as to what you think when it comes to that. So, Todd and Aaron, this hour, next hour, Rafael Esparza will go through the slates. There's games mostly tomorrow in the NFL. Bowl games, of course, over the weekend as well. Sunday, you do have some bowl games. You also have The big NBA Christmas games here as well. So we'll touch on all of that. We'll touch on the Pels playing tonight in LKC with the graph. As we said, now we're number one, Rafael and our number two and our three Marlon favorite will be coming up at two fifteen. We'll talk about his thoughts on, uh, the, the first national letter of intent day, right? The early signing period yesterday and what he thinks of some of the big local products that decided to stay here and the cornerback deciding to go, Knicks deciding to go to, um, Alabama instead of LSU. So, is that as big a loss or not? We'll kind of go into it. It is funny how he kind of sounded like he almost said he wanted to be a Tiger. Some people are taking it like he almost slipped up that he really didn't want to go there. They're saying it's about money. Uh, it could also be you know him kind of teasing where he wants to go, and then he says Alabama. I don't know. It, again, some people follow it a lot more. And, uh, take it a lot more seriously than that because of what it was with that in him in particular, right? Uh, if he'd have been a tiger, everyone's happy. And then the second he says Alabama, they're killing him. So, I mean, you know, it's, same kid, same kid. The second he makes that decision though, it's, uh, the other way. And then if he produces or not, if not, boo. Speaking of boo. Ooh, Zach Wilson yesterday, huh? We'll touch on all of this and more throughout the show. So 800-998-1003 on the Upper Cervical Family Chiropractic Hotline. If you'd like to join in the conversation, you can also tweet at us at ESPN Radio NOLA. And that is the way to answer our question of the day. As we said, predictions. I need some scores. I mean, what you think you're going to see tomorrow, all of that and more. But our headline, I guess, leading things off, at least here in the opening segment, has to be the Pels ending the four-game losing streak. And the best thing about it was the way C.J. McCollum played yesterday. Now, C.J., he
0: checked left corner, three in front of the Spurs bench.
2: Nice. 40 points for C.J. McCollum yesterday when you take a look at the three-point attempts as well, seven. It was seven for 14. Second straight game the Pelicans have had somebody shoot seven threes and make them, at least uh, seven makes, rather. Jonas Valanciunas in the loss Monday to the Bucks had seven as well. So you're starting to get some contributions on there. Overall, 13 of 34 from beyond the arc. San Antonio was 9 of 28 from distance. Very similar shooting-wise. It wasn't perfect but again, no Brandon Ingram, no Zion, no Larry Nance, and that was kind of the focus when head coach Willie Green, after the game, you know, was asked, "Hey, get your thoughts on the game, and really, sort of what it means, and being able to get this win and just kind of put that losing streak aside, right? And how big was that to just finally kind of get going? Because that is kind of the key, right?" More anything, night
3: We got some practice time. We got some good practice time in the last couple days, some film work, uh, some honesty with each other about, you know, where we are in the season. I spoke to you guys uh, a few days ago about it, but just, look, we're in a good place, but we got to get back to work, and it really starts on the defensive side of things, and tonight we came out with uh, a better energy, better effort, and, and our game plan discipline was pretty good.
2: The other thing, of course, is – C.J. McCollum and the way that he played last night, uh, Willie agree on it. It was
3: great to see C.J. have a night uh, like he did tonight, 40 points. Uh, the nine assists are impressive. He rebounded the ball, uh, and, and we needed that type of production from him uh, with the guys being out.
2: The other thing that I think that you saw as well, too, and it was also mentioned by Billy Hernan Gomez, who we'll get to in a second, he also spoke afterwards. Nice to see him get some minutes in action and produce but it it was just the way that cj played yesterday too very kind of matter of factly and and just shooting all kinds of different shots and, and the ease of of which he was doing it coach green says there's there's a reason for that
3: beautiful to watch um he puts the time in cj is always in the gym working he's watching film working with coach casey on things that he can get better at knowing his spots picking his spots it's, it's beautiful to watch when he's on the floor and he's scoring like he does, and then he's getting his teammates involved. So that's what we need from C.J. night in and night out. We know every game won't be 40, but just that consistent production is what he's done over his career.
2: As for Billy Hernan Gomez, as I mentioned, Getting uh the most minutes he has this season, 22 minutes, 13 points. I know General D was ecstatic. He was in the arena watching the game as well. Look, the guy's just a solid pro, right? Seven for seven from the free throw line. You know he's going to get you boards. He got you seven. He got you five assists. He got you two blocks. He got you a steal. That's why I love this guy to play. I mean, I just do. I'm a big Billy Hernan Gomez fan, right?
4: Um, it, it was great is what he had to say on it. Not uh, the difference for me. Um... Everybody trusting each other on the on the on the team. Um the key for those last six minutes when uh big players are not in the core is about execution. We gotta be perfect on defense, perfect on offense, set good screens, make the right play, um have fun doing it, don't get tired of doing it. Uh today was CJ's night, we tried to find him, play some uh, plays for him, um he was making the right decisions. But uh, you know, obviously with now with no Sanyo, no Bia, no no Larry, for me it was opportunity to play, you know, and I think I don't know if I played that many minutes this, this year so far, so I was having fun, you know, tried to play hard, try to have fun, and try to win.
2: Yep, no doubt. You know who else we got to see last night, too, again? No Zion, no B.I., no Larry Ants. So you had a lot, you know, some, some missing bigs. Jackson Hayes. About that. Been a bit since we've seen Jackson Hayes be able to get onto the court. And look, this is what you want to see when he gets on the court. That athleticism. Steal Jose as they try to
0: get Collins in the paint. Two on two.
1: Alley-oop Jackson. Throw it up and throw it down.
0: Run in the floor to perfection. Back the other way. McDermott lost it out of bounds, and Jose Alvarado caused the turnover.
2: He also looked like himself yesterday,
0: but back to Hayes. Three, that's a brick. Rebound Dyson. Chest it up the floor, Jose. Stop, pop, right wing three. That's short. Dunk. Did by Jackson Hayes, vintage Jackson right
2: there, two hand flush off the miss. Look, we've been saying it, right? We've been saying it for for a player like him. If, if he wants to get minutes, what you, you got to excel at something. what is the one thing that you can do that's better than anything else that anybody else does that can get you on the court that you can do with? Jose was the energy-added shooting (laughs) this year. For Herb Jones, I'm going to be this lockdown defender. Like, What is the one thing, and the one thing that he's been blessed with, obviously, is size, the height, that is, and athleticism, speed. Go out there and do it. That's what he needs to do, right? 12 minutes, 6 points, 3 rebounds, a block, and... He was three for four from the field because most of them were dunks or putbacks. Go, go do that. Like, you get any kind of time on the on the floor, that's what he needs to be, right? That's what he needs to be. Coach Green was asked afterwards about Hayes getting those
3: minutes. First and foremost, uh, proud of him. Uh, he had not been playing a lot, um, but he's been staying working, staying in the gym, getting his shots up, watching film with the coaches. So to see him get an opportunity to play, uh it is great for for myself to see, for him, I'm sure for his family and for his teammates. And he went out and he played well, he executed on both ends. So good to see him go out and have a good game.
2: Yeah, no doubt. The other thing that was interesting, if you listen to the show yesterday, General D what we we're at Francesca said, Look, this is a game that he wants to sort of see and and, and part of moving forward too is Herb Jones to contribute on the offensive end. Obviously, He's a defensive guy. That's what you're looking for. That's what you want. But if he can provide you, if he can get you some offensive production, especially when some guys are out, it's going to help. Well, in the game yesterday, it started early, which was awesome to see, right? Now Herb, right angle three. Got it. So you just answered that three with another. And he did another one. To the lane, kick it to Herb, right corner three on the way, and nothing but net. And then he did his Herb thing. And now Vassell left McCullum
0: in his wake. And now Herb gets the steal. They try to take foul. Herb says, get away, Dougie McBuckets. I am going to dunk this in. There he is.
2: Todd made a funny there. So, but look, it was nice to see Herb Jones on the offensive end being able to help out and produce 12 points for him, two threes. You heard those. He had three rebounds, two assists, a block, two steals as well coach green on herb's night
3: yeah herb is he's going to do a good job defensively we know that and um you know same thing we we put him on multiple guys and herb does a great job of making those guys take tough shots over and over throughout the course of the game so good to for herb to get into a rhythm on both ends of the floor but more importantly for for our group to get a win tonight
2: right indeed more importantly just a. flush that man and move forward and that is a very nice thing as Billy Hernan Gomez says hey look um they, they, there's a plan to continue to and, and where they want to go there's an idea what they want to do and, and how to go do it and as I've been saying and I said it yesterday on the show too you can't wait for these guys to get back like with Zion obviously it's the COVID thing it, with BI the second gets back and these reserve players these bench players that can provide a nice night like Billy last night or Jose or Trey or Herb that you don't need it right now when you're missing those guys like you need them to contribute and to do that right you don't get 40 points from CJ McCollum I don't know if you win that game yesterday so you need extraordinary efforts from the other starters and then that bench play it gets taxed a bit right from that standpoint so um Billy on it
4: uh, I think we will execute a little bit better at the plan um we still gotta be better um, following the rules that we need to do against teams uh, but that's part of the getting better in every day uh, it's a long season we're getting better step by step uh, I think for us we need to be focused on those principles and rules that we need to do in defense for during 48 minutes um, and that's what winning takes you know getting better every day try to be consistent for 48 minutes um, so let's hope tomorrow we making another step forward
2: Indeed. Hey, let me quickly tell you about DraftKings Sportsbook, especially for you NBA fans out there. You know it's the go-to when you want to bet on the NBA, in particular your New Orleans Pelicans. That's right. They want to help you with this no-sweat bet for Louisiana NBA fans on every New Orleans Pelicans game this December, including tonight. They take on OKC, the Thunder, a two-point favorite there. This is how it works. It's real simple. Everyone can earn a no-sweat bet with the DraftKings Sportsbook. That's what you got to do. Go to the Sportsbook app, opt in under the Promos tab, and place an eligible bet of your choice on a New Orleans Pelicans game. It doesn't hit. You get your money back in a free bet. How about that? Super easy. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. New customers can sign up with the promo code LAROSE and get that no-sweat bet on every New Orleans Pelicans game this December. But anybody can, too, as well. Just opt in under promo code and you got it, right? Don't forget, they are the official sports betting partner of the NBA, 21 or over. Physically present, Louisiana Select Parish's only max reward limits apply. One free bet is issued on the amount of the initial losing bet. Eligibility restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.draftkings.com slash basketball terms. Licensing and partners, Golden Nugget over Lake Charles. Gambling problem, call one
0: 800 GAMBLER. Tye and Horse in the Pels next on ESPN New Orleans.
5: Serious hustle? Our internet has plenty. Switch to Rev Business All Fiber Internet with fiber optic velocity close to the speed of light. Sign up and get three months free and 30% off. Build your plan at Let's Rev.biz. Let's Rev. Whoever said you can't have it all never had internet that could do it all. Switch to Rev. No contracts, no data caps, no nonsense. It's the high-speed internet you need. Build your plan at Let'sRev.com. Let's Rev.
1: Hello, friends and family. Taylor Griffin here, back again to talk about Doofriend building materials. Did you know that we have
6: a new updated online order system called Doofriend Easy Buy? Come see us at dofriendlumber.com to check it out and get you started with a free quote. We now have eight convenient locations to serve you, which include Cutoff, Thibodeau, Luling, Chase, Araby, Slidell, Gulfport, and Grand
1: Isle. And no matter how big we grow as a company, we promise to keep that local family business feel and welcome you with a smile. So come give the local guys a try and experience the do-friend difference.
5: If you've never been to a Rouse's market during the holidays, we'd like to officially invite you. We're your fresh seafood market for your casseroles and dressings, your full-service butcher shop with Cajun specialties your place to get your complete holiday dinner. Above all, we're a family-owned grocery store that supports our community so you can feel really good about shopping for your holiday meal without running around town to check off your list. The best stuff for the holidays is right here at Rouse's.
0: They say that once you give him control, he'll own your brain forever. Now back to The Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengau.
2: for Trey Murphy III. Hey, a lot of people got involved in the game yesterday. Voice of the Pelicans, Ty Graffinini, joins us now. From Oklahoma City, you um, you sent the little video of your attempt to do your morning walk. What was that like, sir? Uh,
0: I didn't do the full walk today, Gus. I would not have been able to make it. Um, it was chilly. <laughs> uh, I, I can report that the temperature has skyrocketed up to 13 Oh, there you go. Uh, here in Oklahoma City, yeah, it was mm-hmm. single digits overnight. But um, yeah, I, I I had to go print my uh, my play by play sheets out, Gus. I, I knew I wasn't going to walk this morning. <laughs> the five miles, there's no way, right? But uh, I do have to print the sheets out, and that's uh, what the walk was. And you know, it's not the temperature, man. It's just the wind. That that's that's the killer. That that's what gets you. So, um, but I'm I'm happy to say I am back in the hotel room. <laughs> I am nice and toasty, and You're I am uh, getting anywhere. ready for another. Nope, <laughs> no chance in hell. I'll uh, be uh, I'll be across the street at Paycom Center in a couple yeah. hours and uh, got another ball game. Yeah,
2: very nice uh, strategic planning by the Pelicans to stay right across the street from the arena. There, <laughs> not a lot of time there. But when you got off that airplane, because you guys left that, and I was kind of tracking you guys, um, Atlanta just after midnight there, and I can't imagine what minus seventeen feels like with the windshield. <laughs>
0: Yeah, when you don't have a whole lot uh, as far as like lower half, because you know I was wearing dress pants last night and not what you would normally wear, right. kind of layers. Yeah, I mean, the the legs instantly froze. That when you walk out that door and you hit that ladder going down to the tarmac, whoa! <laughs> yeah, it, that was a uh, that was a shot of reality yeah, quickly,
2: no doubt. Well, hopefully the team uh, rests and stays nice and warm because they're gonna play an Oklahoma City team that uh, is going to bring it. We'll get to that in a quick second, but the losing streak comes to an end by the effort of C.J. McCullum putting up 40 points, man. How nice has it been the last couple of games to see 27, 30-something, 40 by a guy that you need to help you in the scoring department?
0: Yeah, this is really the guy that we saw the, the last half of the season, uh, you know, last year, and – you know, John DeChaser always says he's the certified bucket getter. Well, we're seeing the CBG now on a consistent basis. He's averaging about thirty points the last four games. So, and you need it, obviously. Mm-hmm. Without Bi and Zion, you, somebody's got to pick up the slack. And this is a guy that is capable of doing this uh, on a consistent basis. We just have not seen it this year. He just he struggled out of the gates. Then he got, you know, sick and. He's finally worked his way back to where he is now, and look—you're going to need it again tonight because, you know, we haven't had an injury report. They don't have to submit it uh, on a back-to-back like this, but you know, I, I would doubt that Larry Nance is going to play tonight. Right. Again, I don't know this, but we'll see. Um, but obviously, Bi and Zion are not going to play, so um, you're going to need another effort. From C.J. again tonight, uh, you know, maybe not to the extent of a 40, but but something uh, in the general vicinity.
2: 105-101, the last time these two teams met here in New Orleans, and that was an absolute battle because you know who, SGA, which, again, we'll get to in a quick right. sec, um, I think is still shooting a free throw. But last night, ah. look, C.J. did his thing. You know, it was nice to see her early, right? I mean, those threes were in that first quarter, so you kind of got an idea. He was offensive. You know how I feel about Billy Hernan Gomez. It was nice to just see a, a bunch of contributors, but it was early. They had the right mindset, and Billy touched on that, that they kind of knew that they had to come out there and and not only help, but put up some efforts in order to snap this losing streak.
0: They, they looked good yesterday. So, yeah, no, it was a team effort, and Billy was right. Look, the key was you jumped out 37-17 after a quarter, and then you basically – Hard out, as John DeShazer always says, too. Now, Willie Green mentioned the fourth quarter, San Antonio scored 42 points in the fourth. That's way, way too many. Um, You know, you had a 21 point lead three separate times and didn't really extend it to where you could have gone on cruise control the rest of the way. They actually cut it to single digits, Gus, as you well know, uh, and made it a little interesting, but it never got to a point where it was a two possession game or a one possession game. And you held him at bay. So it was a really, really solid win. You needed it to get off the schneid going into this game tonight. And uh, it it was just good to see everybody contribute. You mentioned Billy. Look, it's been a frustrating year for Billy. Don't don't think it has not been. But the thing that makes him such a valuable asset to this team and a valuable piece to this team is that he is a – as you've already mentioned it, he is such a professional Gus. And even though he does not play the amount of minutes that he would want to play, or even sometimes he doesn't play at all. He's always ready to go when called upon. And and that, that has really been his biggest trait in the couple of years that he has been here. And you've got to know that you're going to get your opportunity at some point. You just don't know when it is. The key is when you are given that opportunity, you got to be ready to go. And he always is. And I would expect you're going to see a lot of him tonight. And hopefully he's going to uh, give the same. Well, you know he's going to give the same type of effort. But you know, you hope that he's going to give the same type of production uh, last night that he did. Because again, you're going to need it. This is a OKC team that's playing pretty solid basketball right now. Do not be fooled by the 14 and 18 record. They've won three games in a row, Mm -hmm. including, Gus, a win over the Memphis Grizzlies. Yes. uh, I'll throw in there. And they beat Portland twice. So they're playing really well. And SGA, as you've already talked, is at the top of his game right now.
2: And he's also at the free throw line currently. 16 of 18 here in New Orleans. That's coming, right? 36 minutes, 31 points. You said it back on Monday. You warned us in Pelican's warm-up that – Giannis is going to drive to the basket, and he's either going to make the bucket and go back on defense, or he's going to make the bucket and you're going to hear a whistle. If you know that that's what's coming with him, and that's what he's been doing, right? And look, he had a game winner on one of those games against the Blazers here as well. He is their focus on the offensive side. What can you take from just playing them recently on what you need to do defensively for the Pelicans to... Try to limit him, because if he starts going off again, man, it's going to be really hard to go back and forth. I mean, you're hoping that CJ can go off for another 20, 30 points, but that you don't want to get into a shootout, right?
0: Yeah. Here, here's the thing about Gilgis Alexander. He's averaging 31.2 points per game, Gus. So, look, <laughs> I, I don't want to say, look, just chalk up the 30 and stop everybody else, but I think that's what you're going to have to do. And I'm just telling everybody back home, listening right now, don't be frustrated. I am (laughs) warning you. He is going to the free throw line. He is going to the free throw line often. He is number one in the league in free throws made. He has made 277 free throws, Gus. The next closest is 35 behind. So far and away he is tops in the league in that in that statistic. But here's the really tough part if you're the the opponent. Not only does he get to the free throw line, but he makes them. He's number one in the league in free throw percentage. Gus, he shoots 93% of the league. So when he gets there, those are points. Um, I, I just, you know, we talked about this before. I think the key to that game back in New Orleans, the, the four-point win, was the fact that Josh Giddy didn't get off. You know, we held Giddy to seven points in that game. Giddy is as valuable a piece for them as anybody on that team. And he is a double double machine. So look, Shea's gonna get his. Can you stop everybody else? I think that is gonna be the key tonight. Yeah,
2: um I think one of the other things too tonight is matchup-wise, right? I mean, we, we touched on what, what he can do. What, what can the Pels sort of do with, with their roster Dad with some of the guys that are available that you can think? It was nice to see Jose, right? Kind of look a little healthy uh, or healthier yesterday right. as well.
0: Well, this isn't a big team. There, It's really not. You know, Pokushevsky's a pole. He's 7 feet and 190 pounds. I mean, but here's the thing. You don't have Zion or Larry Nance. So I think you're just going to have to approach it like you did last night. Um, this is really going to be a perimeter game for Oklahoma City. They're without Jeremiah Robinson Earl. He, he is listed as out tonight okay. for them. He actually was very good for them uh, in that game in New Orleans. He went double-double. He went 10 points, 13 rebounds in 33 minutes. So he is not going to be there tonight. So can you take advantage of the matchup in the paint? Uh, even though you didn't have Zion and, and Larry last night, you still – had a pretty solid game in the paint. You had fifty. You had uh, sixty points in the paint. Gus for the sixtieth or, or for the sixteenth time this year, mm-hmm. the Pelicans had sixty points in the paint. So you should have the advantage down low. The key is again: can CJ have another good game, and can you get contributions from everyone else? I heard you talk about Herb. It was great to see him in double figures last night. Herb's starting to get a lot more confident with his three-point shot. He's not thinking about it. He's slashing in the bucket, and he's starting to make those shots. So, you know, Trey was in double figures last night. Billy did his work, and Jose looks solid as well. So that's the type of effort you're going to need as long as you don't have all your cogs.
2: And here's the other thing. You can, you can steal this win without some of those guys, and come back home. Got Indiana at home on Monday, Minnesota Wednesday, the 76ers, Joel and Bede and company on Friday, and then Saturday, New Year's Eve, you're at Ja. That wraps up the month of December. Yeah. The Pels have been playing well at home. General D just texted me. There was a lot of energy in that building. You have mentioned that, that it's become a home court advantage. So you can somehow, again, like last night we said it, one point better, doesn't matter.
0: I don't care what it looks nope. like. Get a no win style point. and get home. Yeah, and I agree. Tonight, I mean, this would be a pretty solid win to get. Uh, you're coming off a of back-to-back. Oklahoma City's been here for a couple days. Uh, they're playing really, really well. They're, you know, they're always good at home. They're 9-7 and this year, but there's going to be a lot of people in that building across the street tonight, and uh, they're going to be bringing the energy. So if the Pels can get this one and sweep this back-to-back, that's going to be pretty impressive. And then you'll get a couple of days. Now, they'll work out one of these two days in the next, uh, you know, on Christmas Eve and Christmas. They'll at least get some work in. But at least you get, you'll have a couple of days back at home and then get back into it again on Monday night.
2: And N.T. Graft the way to give a follow over on Twitter. And, of course, I will chat with you later today, sir. Looking forward to it. Uh, go take a nap and stay warm.
0: I'm not going to take a nap, Gus, but I will stay warm. <laughs> I'd love to take a nap. It's been years since I've been Yeah, I, know, I know the feeling. It's gotten to the point where I can't take a nap. It's just impossible. Yeah,
2: I'd just like to wake up past 630. That would be fantastic. Hey, I did that
0: today. I did that today. <laughs> there you
2: go. Thank you, Todd. Appreciate <laughs> it, bud. All right. Thanks, Doug. When we come back, Aaron Summers. She is
0: live
1: in cleveland I'll, I'll ask her the question so how cold is It'll it up there we'll talk to her next on espn the on beach cool. but i could care less cause i was on the and the
6: your life is mobile so is your bank As a State Bank and Trust Company account holder, you can check your balances, view transactions, transfer funds, and pay bills anywhere or anytime with State Bank and Trust Company's online banking or mobility app. Call or stop by any State Bank and Trust location for all the details. State Bank and Trust Company, Cajun Banking, served just the way you like it. Member FDIC.
3: Is knee pain keeping you from living your best life? Get back into the swing of things with a robotic-assisted knee replacement from Thibodeau Regional Health System. Robotic-assisted knee replacement means greater precision and a joint replacement that's customized to your anatomy. And this could mean less pain and a quicker recovery. Most importantly, it can mean improving your quality of life. Learn more at Thibodeau.com. So I switched to Boost Mobile and got this free Samsung Galaxy A23 5G phone. Why do you think they
5: call it the Galaxy?
3: Maybe because the Samsung Galaxy A23 has
0: a huge
2: screen. And galaxies are huge, gravitationally bound systems of stars rotating around a supermassive black hole.
0: And the phone is free? When you switch to Boost Mobile. Cool. You lost me at gravitationally bound. Switch to Boost and get a free Samsung Galaxy A23 5G phone. Boost Mobile. Unleash your power. Limited time offer while supplies last. New customers only. Excludes tax. One device offer per line. Only available on certain networks. 5G not available everywhere. Additional restrictions apply. See local Boost Mobile store for details. Yo, Pablo Torre here, host of the ESPN Daily Podcast. When you want to go beyond your feed, when you want to get inside the score, when you want to get behind the highlight, there's ESPN Daily. Go deeper into the stories of the moment. Get the exclusive access and insider perspective that only ESPN can give you. ESPN Daily, hosted by me, Pablo Torre. Listen and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.
3: He's back. He's like the thing that wouldn't shut up. He's got his own catchphrase. He's the best
1: invention since they started frosting and Pop Tarts. Yeah. Now back to the sports hangover with Gus Katengal.
2: Alright, uh, we'll get with Aaron Summers here in a quick second. Give me a second to, oh, give me an opportunity. What uh, Dennis Allen had to say yesterday about Demario Davis making his way to the Pro Bowl.
6: Yeah, it's awesome. I think it's, uh, Kind of a long time coming. So um man, he's been a a, a a great part of you know what we've been able to do here over the last you know, four or five years and and uh, been a great addition to our organization. Works extremely hard, great in the community, uh, you know, really the type of players that we're looking for. So I'm glad to see that he gets recognized for that.
2: No doubt. Dennis Allen also uh had this to say of course about well, look, you have to have contingency plans
6: uh, for anything, you know, and I think wind is probably the biggest factor that, that affects the game. It's not it's not cold, you know, it's not snow, it's not any of those factors. Uh, it's more about the wind. So we'll see what the wind is when we get there. Um, I think they're calling for it to be pretty windy, but until you kind of get into the stadium and, you know, really get a feel for exactly what it's like, um, you know, you
2: just have to have contingency plans either way. All right, so let's go to Cleveland to see just exactly how cold it is. Aaron E. Summers is the way to follow Aaron over on Twitter. Saints and Pelicans team reporter. Aaron, it's the question of the day. Just just how cold is it in Cleveland?
5: Oh, my gosh. It's not necessarily just the cold. The wind is something else. I mean, it is windier than I've ever been, ever seen it, and it's incessant. And it's that's what makes it so bad.
2: You heard Andy this week. You heard Coach say it and a lot of other players in the locker room, too. I mean, there's only so much you can prep for, right? I mean, you, you're going to yeah. wear the garments you can that are given to you to keep you warm. At some point, though, when you're playing the snaps, you, you can't wear the parka and the wind is the wind and the snow is the snow and the temps are the temps, man. I, I, I guess there's only so much you can sort of prep for that, but, but it, it's something more I think you have to deal with the mentalist standpoint, right? Cause like you're talking about, I remember being on the sideline in Chicago. Um, it was the coldest I've ever felt and it, 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 it messes with you. I mean, it does.
5: Yeah. I mean, my concern is people for the fans really. Like people are going to be out there in this weather and the fans are just sitting around the whole game. They're not out mm-hmm. there running around at all. I mean, just I hope nobody tries to be, you know, the tough guy. You know, we always see fans without their shirts on in these ridiculously cold right. games. Um, but no, I mean, mentally it is something they're going to have to prepare for. Yes. I mean, the equipment staff has, Given all of us a bunch of gear to wear, and told us all to wear every single piece of clothing they gave us. Um, and it's 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 just going to be a challenge. And I think you just have to have to get over the fact that you know it's, it's going to be cold. It's not going to feel good, mm-hmm. um, but it's only going to be you know three hours, and then it's going to be over. So that's you know, kind of like what you have to put in your mind, I guess.
2: And only on the line is essentially how Tom Brady looked at it yesterday he was speaking um, about you know the situation with, with the bucks it's the same situation with everything else and this is what he had to say that the seasons come down three games we're you know 15 16 weeks into the season including the bye and the whole season comes down to you know three really important games and this is the first of the three and we're gonna go battle our ass off to try to make it happen. You know? Now that's his version of what the Bucks do, but you could apply that to the Saints, right? I mean you got three games left yeah. and you gotta go out there and battle your tail off.
5: Yeah, uh and I think what's interesting in, in the availability this week, you could hear it from Coach Allen. Yes, he was you know, the weather is what it, is gonna be what it is, we'll figure it out when we get there. But he kept saying and bringing it back to the fact is we have to focus on the game. We have to focus on our game plan. We have to focus on winning this game against the Browns. You know, kind of trying to get rid of all the distractions, you know, all these questions about the weather and remind people like this, this is about a football game that we have to win. So, I mean, we'll see how, you know, they come out. It's, it's, I mean, it's going to be tough for both sides. You know, Paulson and Debo said it in the locker room this week that, you know, the Browns, yes, they're here. They play in cold weather, but they don't play in this. They don't play in this weather. So they're going to have to be out there too. And it's just going to be partly back to what you were saying about who can be mentally tougher, who can Mm kind of withstand the elements and stick to a game plan. I mean, it's just, if the wind is as bad as it is, they're just going to have to run the ball. (laughs)
2: There you go. Speaking with Aaron Summers, team reporter for the Saints and Pelicans, Aaron E. Summers on Twitter. So you just said it. That was going to be my next topic, right? I mean, every person that's called this week, we, we're all basically saying the same thing. This is the Taysom Hill game. This is the mm-hmm. run of the football game. This is the not perfect week to lose a starting guard in Cesar to to um, IR. Look, I've gotten a lot of people asking, could Trevor Penning, you know, be a guy that you put in there or not? What do you think's the plan on the offensive line? moving forward now for the
5: next three games? Yeah. So your backup is, you know, Calvin Throckmorton. And I asked him, do you know what they're doing? And are you going to start? And he said, we don't have a plan for sure yet. I mean, maybe he's just kind of saying that because sure. it's media and he doesn't want that people to know. But, you know, we feel confident in what we're going to be able to do. And whoever gets slotted in there, So it it could be him or it could be, yeah, you you kind of slide people over and you put Trevor there on on the end, which he's been in for a lot of those jumbo packages. You know, he's good with run game stuff. So it could be a benefit. He's a big guy. Mm -hmm. So he could definitely help, you know, establish some sort of run game if that's what they use and, and try to put him there on the end.
2: So, the, to, to here is the Taysom Hill game. I mean, realistically, like you can't get forty carries, right? At some point in time, too, he's he's the one that's constantly getting hit. But how do you think they they use him here? We've seen him um, earlier this season be a guy that was in a lot of different snaps here as well. But I don't can can we get even more creative in order to get the ball on the ground, end the rounds, things that maybe quick passes or something where the wind doesn't affect it? Because, I mean, 40- and 50-mile-an-hour winds is 40-50-mile-an-hour winds.
5: Yeah. I think that we're definitely going to see him a lot. And I mean, there's moments in some of these games where we've seen him and Dalton trade off every other as far as who's taken the snap. So maybe he gets used, you know, as you know the direct QB uh, a little bit more in this game. But I think that because of, you know, his ability, you just you have to rely on him. You have to rely on Kamara. And hopefully they can kind of get this run game going. Um, it'll be interesting because you usually think of Taysom as like a, a special, you know, somebody that you can surprise the other team with. Mm-hmm. But in this kind of a game I don't know if there's going to be a lot of surprises. It's going to be more like who can just take care of the ball and move the ball at all. Um, and, yeah, Jason, is going to be a good option to do that.
2: How about on the defensive side, right? And We keep hearing a lot about, hey, the Browns are going to run the football here as well, and then this past weekend – you know, Aaron, they gave up 231 yards on the ground. That D mm-hmm. on Monday said, or Wednesday, I think he said, that last week's game doesn't have any really bearing on this week's game. But it's hard for me to not say, well, if they put 231, the Browns may have success doing that as well. I, how, how do you think the Saints try to stop the Browns knowing they're going to try to run the football? Well,
5: it's it's twofold because you know Deshaun Watson at quarterback's been getting more comfortable and. He's somebody that can move around, so you have to be aware of that. The Saints have gotten better against mobile quarterbacks as the season's gone on, but it's how much do you commit to the quarterback versus somebody else um, and their ability to run. you I just don't think you're going in there thinking that they're going to pass at all, so yes, game plan is going to be to stop the run, and you can kind of commit more to that rather than sometimes they're they're dropping somebody up to try to pass rushers or, or do something different. Um, so we'll see how they formation wise what they do as far as trying to adjust for a, a game that's going to be very run heavy. The Browns are very good at running the ball. It's not only Watson. I mean, it's Nick Chubb, right? Like he's the top third rushing player in the league right now so he's somebody that is going to be a threat and if he can get going he's big he's strong he can move he's going to be a huge asset for them in this game
2: We'll see what happens tomorrow at noon. Hopefully he can stay warm when it comes to that. Maybe helped you last night seeing the Pels get that win and bye bye four game losing streak. 126, 117. I know you would have loved to have been there and watching, you know, them do so. But man, I look, what do you take out of that? Obviously CJ's 40. I love just seeing Billy Hernan Gomez. I really do. Trey Murphy at 15. Herb had a little nice offensive, you know, effort there. What did you take mostly out of that win?
5: It was really good to see players step up because you don't have Zion and you don't have Brandon Ingram. You haven't had them, I think, uh, October 23rd was the last game that both of them didn't play in. So, yeah, you've been used to not having Brandon. We've seen how that's affected the team over this, you know, past the the four-game losing stretch. Definitely could have used his ability to shoot, his ability to create, for himself and for others. Um, And so it was nice to see that without those two, because Zion's presence inside is just such a huge factor in games. To have other people step up was great and be confident in their shots and their ability. Billy Green Gomez coming off the bench, hasn't seen playing time in a while, and he's just always so fun to watch. He comes in with such energy, and he's so effective. It's like, man... How does he not play more when he comes in right. and he just loads the stat sheet for 15 minutes or however long he's in the game? And then CJ really having a great offensive game. Um, that was awesome to see because, you know, he's had his moments where he struggled at times, but I think he's finally really healthy and feeling good. And to knock down shots like that was mm-hmm. huge.
2: I know. I, I I say the same thing too. I'm sure there's reasons, but all I know is he gets in. He gets to the free throw line. He makes them. He can rebound. Um It's just <laughs> nice to see that effort there. So, Aaron, again, stay warm. We will we, we will watch you from the cozy comforts of our of our couch today yeah. tomorrow.
5: I'm not going back outside until tomorrow. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I hear you. Thanks for hopping on today.
5: Thanks.
2: Aaron E. Summers, the give, a, the way to give a follow. And of course, New and Pelican, Pelicans.com. Daily reports, practice reports, you name it. So go check it out. We come back, the professor. We'll chat with him, go over our question of the day. Open up the phone lines, 800-998-1003 on the Upper Cervical Family Cop Practic
0: Hotline. It's the Sports Hangover on ESPN New Orleans.
5: I can't break down now.
6: Raceland Auto Center wants to express that during the holiday season, their thoughts turn gratefully to those who have made their success possible. It is in that spirit that they want to say thank you and send best wishes for the holidays and new year. Happy holidays from Raceland Auto Center. It's time to have fun,
3: so come on in. Great news for our
1: video poker players, Cash Magic LaRose has reopened. Yes, Cash Magic LaRose is open and bigger and better than ever in our brand new casino right here in LaRose on Highway
6: 308. So come on in and win.
3: You'll always be a VIP
6: Cash
0: Magic. Gambling problem 877 stop
1: it's the Big Finner sales event right now at Southland Dodge, Chrysler, Jeep, Ram, Fiat, and Homa. Not only can you get a great deal on a Ram, but you can see their impressive lineup of new commercial trucks and vans. Southland Dodge has the perfect
6: vehicle for your business with Ram's long-lasting new pickups of their efficient new Ram work vans.
1: Choosing the right one should be easy. Get more for your business with a new Ram trucker van at Southland Dodge, Chrysler, Jeep, Ram, Fiat, 6161 West Park Avenue in Homa. Here for you yesterday, today, and tomorrow.
6: Delivery trucks rush all over town and sometimes cause
1: king-size accidents. The King Firm has trial attorneys experienced at handling crashes involving delivery trucks. They can help fight for your medical bills, lost wages, and pain and suffering. Get the royal treatment you deserve when you ring the King. If you've been injured in a delivery truck accident, ring the King at 909-KING. LA20-11134. That man's
0: got some stones. Maybe he has no wood. His legend lives on. Now back to the sports hangover with Gus three three.
2: It is the Sports hangovers. We welcome in the professor this eve of Christmas Eve. Uh, <laughs> because, um, got a lot to kind of get into here. A big weekend, obviously. In terms of um, what we're going to see tomorrow for the Saints, you just heard Tom Brady kind of touch on, again, uh, the importance of these three games, Professor, and and how this is with the Saints and, you know, all this aspect. Like, what what is your realistic expectation tomorrow w- when it comes to the Saints? Realistic well, expectation.
1: A realistic expectation with the Saints tomorrow is uh, low scoring, for me, but I feel like that's going to be for both teams because of the weather. Uh, if we're talking specifically about what some of the t- uh, folks on the Saints, th- what some of the guys on the Saints side of the wall are going to do. Mm-hmm. Um, God, man, it's, it's hard to have an expectation of this team because they just seem so different from week to week. You know, one week you have a performance like you had against the Raiders where they shut the Raiders out and they look at least kind of just, competent on offense right. and then you have another week where it's like what are you doing Andy? Why aren't you getting the ball to your guys? And then on top of that you got two of your biggest receivers aren't even going to be playing. Mm-hmm. You know Landry's on the IR uh Olave is out for Saturday. So mm-hmm. you know you got two guys that you depend on on the offensive side of the ball that aren't going to be there to help you out so you got to lean on AK in the running game uh, in a game like this, so I expect. I, I'm realistic real expectation for me is for uh Alvin Kamara to have over 100 yards rushing.
2: Oh, you're going. I like that. So not only are you give me a little bit of a prediction, you're giving me a storyline. You think AK gets 100 yards on the ground there?
1: Right. Either uh, I expect AK to have 100 yards on the ground and expect a receiving touchdown from Jawan Johnson.
2: How about this? Um, maybe because of the win, I can't air it out. But Rashid Shaheed's got some speed. What about an end around? What about some sort of trickery? Some, something where I can hand him the ball, of sort of like the way Cordero Patterson is used with Atlanta. You know, um, we've seen Debo Samuel being used with, with San Francisco. Just find a way to get him at, you know, head start. Here he comes running, and he don't mess it up. Hand, hand the ball and just give it to him to the side. I could see something like that.
1: I could one hundred percent see something like them getting close to the end zone, maybe at the one two yard line. Jawan Johnson getting the handoff and kind of trying to power through to get that touchdown. Uh, something like a bunch for me. Something I power I. At some point during the game because of the weather conditions and what they're doing, like you gotta find some kind of way to move the ball in those kind of extreme cold weather conditions with a, a blizzard coming in. So of course snow comes into play. You, you gotta ha- you gotta use your, your running game as best as you possibly can. Uh, you definitely expect it from the Browns. So you would need to see something like that from the Saints to kind of counteract it because you, Probably aren't going to see a whole lot of passing yards in this game. Mm.
2: Yeah, I agree with that uh, on that aspect of it. Um Who who do you think steps up on the defensive side here? Not I mean Pete Werner stinks, right? Because he's a guy that's a sure tackler, a guy that can really help you from that standpoint. There, I mean, I guess tomorrow has to have <laughs> a really big game. I, I think it's a D tackle. I this, I need an end you know mana Tuttle, you know Shy Tuttle. I I need I need something. From the guys in the middle. I mean, they've got to, some way, shape, or form, be a resistance.
1: I think Demario is a. I, I I I expect to see a lot from Cam actually. From Cam. Uh, yeah, a Cam uh, Jordan because. Game. I feel like they're going to do a lot from the quarterback position, not just pat, not just trying to pass the ball, but also trying to run it as well. Mm-hmm. So you're going to need to contain the quarterback as best as you possibly can. So I expect to see a lot from the ends actually, uh, doing contain some from the uh, linebackers as well. Maybe even the safeties cheating up to try to keep Deshaun Watson in the pocket and not let him kind of get loose okay. and get around. Uh, but Demario is an easy answer, especially after the Pro Bowl selection, uh, kind of getting a little juice from that. Uh, I, I would hope to see a lot from him as well, but the Saints defense over the past couple of games, they haven't played terribly. I mean, you, you want to see some good play from your, from the defensive side of the ball. And, uh, I'm excited to see what the Saints are going to do on that side. Uh, and th- because this is football weather, Gus, like the, Cold, the snow, the blizzard, this, when you think about football in the winter, in December, in January, this is the kind of stuff that you live for. So I want to see like a six to three defensive showdown, Mm -hmm. uh, with with a lot of running, not a lot of passing and just both defenses really (laughs) digging into it. This is something, this is what I want to see. Mm. Um,
2: so, the Saints are one thing. <laughs> the other is that you watched the game last night, Jets and Jaguars. Did For you, some um, reason,
1: I did. You did watch it. Um, oh god! Well, well,
0: well. Audio will tell you all you need to know. <laughs> Al Michaels. They took a shot him at the end. <laughs> Al Michaels with the the
2: audio tells you all you need to know as he just lets the booze cascading coming down. Dude, look, the reason I'm bringing this up is something we're going to discuss this here moving forward on this show, moving forward too as well. Is look, that's the second pick overall, right? Yeah, man, you just don't know who that franchise quarterback is going to be. It, it, it's a it's a it's a crapshoot. I mean, you don't know. You you hope you see certain things that translate like. We have talked about this before. Like you look at Joe Burrow, seeing the way he he grew, um, just the, the toughness, the, the the calm, the demeanor. I was kind of talking a little bit about this, like with Jane Daniels. Like it doesn't seem like it's too big for him. And it's what I saw yesterday. I'm watching it on my laptop while I'm at the Pels game yesterday, and I'm like, he just looks overwhelmed. Like you can see the body language. Doesn't really know where he's going with the ball. Just flinging it. I mean. And, and that's the second pick overall, and it's something that you know again over the next year, two years, the Saints are gonna have to make a decision and go with a young quarterback, either in a draft or get him from another team or something of that nature. It's just so hard to see, but that was almost tough to watch. I Man, we can laugh a little bit about that, but that's tough to watch. He he looked absolutely overwhelmed to the point where they they benched him after three picks, like it, it was almost to save him. I mean, like, it got to the point where that guy just looked overwhelmed and you could just feel it on his shoulders. Like, he looked sunken in, you know?
1: They just – they really didn't have any other option. You had to put Zach Wilson out there because Mike White was hurt and because Joe Flacco is just isn't going to do it. Like, they were forced to put Zach Wilson out there. Mike White is their guy. Mike White is tough as nails. You saw that Milano hit on White where he was folded up like an old car tape. And that's part of the reason why he's not on the field right now. You know, they drafted Wilson with the hopes that he would be their guy, and he just hasn't turned out to be that dude. And yeah. I, in all honesty, if I'm the Jets, I don't play him again. Yeah, I don't put him out there for the remainder of the season. Now, during the press conferences after the game, they were saying that you will see Zach Wilson out there again. And I'm like, why? Why are you putting him back out there? Sit him down. He should be done for the rest of the season because he's just he's not going to do anything but be a heat magnet mm-hmm. out in New York because all they're going to do is boo him every time he touches the ball. It's like Chris Paul whenever he plays in Smoothie King Center. They're just going to boo him every time he gets the ball. It's just there's no reason to put him back out there for the rest right. of the season. Right. <laughs> That's that that
2: is true. Um The other aspect too, man, it, like, did you get a chance to hear the audio of him afterwards? I mean, he was asked. Like, why is he continue to struggle? And, uh, Nick, it, it was almost painful to listen. It was like, I I, I don't – like, he has no confidence. You know, in and, and that position, man, if you don't have that and you can't exude it, you know, you see it. But it's just a bad situation, too. You know, and again, I'm not, I'm not saying this is a warning to what can happen here in New Orleans or something, but – Dude, it's never a good thing when his entire team started rocking, you know, we rock with Mike White t-shirts. I mean, that, that's almost a mutiny. That's not almost a mutiny. It's a mutiny. I mean, when, when your team is wearing shirts about the backup with his name on it, I, I don't know how you can look at people like that and not feel, you know, wanted. Like, I don't know, I don't know what you would expect for him to go out there in the field and do that, you know? It's crazy. It's tough.
1: To, it's tough to know that there's another quarterback in town that your teammates would rather have on the field than you. Can you imagine if Andy Dalton was starting for the Saints right now, but everybody was wearing a shirt saying, I rock with Jameis Winston. Yeah. I rock with J-. you Do you, can you understand the kind of pressure that that puts on somebody? And then to go out there and every time you do, you make a mistake, you hear the booze coming. Like, nobody is – it seems that no fan is happy with you being out there. And New York, of all places, is much harder for that kind of situation than anywhere else in the league. Like, if you're playing for the Jets or the Giants and you stink, they're going to let you know that you stink. And that's exactly what happened with Zach Wilson last night, which is why I don't know if he will be of any use to the New York Jets, who have now really fallen out of playoff contention because of this – losing streak that they've been going on. They look promising towards the middle of the season, but now they just look like trash. And you can't put Zach Wilson back out there if you have any hopes of trying to claw back into that picture.
2: Yep, no doubt about it. We've hit the top of the hour. We'll talk again in hour number two, sir. Um We'll address some of the other things going on in and around the NFL as well. Uh Here's your tease. Did you see the NFL homepage on ESPN? what wonder-, oh. wonder if Sean Payne has anything to do with this. Go, go look, and I will talk to you at the bottom of next hour. Go look, and I will talk to you about it at the bottom of next hour. That's oh the professor, gosh. Indy Garrison. We'll talk about this next on ESPN New Orleans. Looking to achieve a healthier lifestyle but have little time? The Terabone Generation.